so today <clears throat> we're moving right along and um, personally I have some feeling that um, now here in session 65 we've sort of crossed the hump or we're in the home stretch now even though there are another 40 sessions to go and we've done about 60% of the raw material uh, there is um, subjectively for me some sense of um, I can see the end in sight with here session 65 uh, of course we're going to get very deep into tarot um, you know in in the next you know sessions and that hasn't even started yet <clears throat> and book four uh, which is I don't know how many sessions maybe 20 plus uh, is quite different than, than the previous three books and we're not really nowhere we're not near book four yet but um, in today's session Law of One, Session 65, received August 8, 1981. We see questions moving into a deeper discussion of harvest, wanderer's role, wanderer's service at harvest, a lot of prophecy, Edgar Casey, and um, a little bit about initiation. So it's an interesting session. We'll probably take a couple of classes to go through it. So, <clears throat> Law of One, Session 65, August 8, 1981, re-listened version, begins with commentary uh, from Jim and Carla that was put into Book 5, um, in relation to actually just one single exchange <laughs> of this session, <clears throat> which was 65.8, which um, is actually uh, very provocative <laughs> and um, uh, upsetting for some but fascinating in understanding um, the potentials for how this cycle will end. So let's start with the commentary on Book 5 material in blue. Uh, Jim commented at the beginning of here, Session 65. Jim said, the following material, which was actually just that one exchange, the following material returns to the realm of transient information in general, and a portion of the conspiracy theory specifically, as an outgrowth of our querying about prophecies, earth changes, probable futures, and their effect on seeking truth. You will notice that we didn't, long, we didn't linger long here this time. <laughs> and that's all he said. Carla has a little longer commentary and said, Carla said, I think it is important in the context of this little volume of fragments we kept out of the first four volumes of the Law of One, that we look straight and hard at the tendency of UFO researchers and people in general to see conspiracies and treachery behind every bush and gossip item. When I first started reading in this area in the late 60s, there were prophets claiming a near future in which war, catastrophe, and desolation would reign. In the years since, nothing has changed but the dates. Always this great trouble is seen to be coming a couple of years from now, and the call is to put all else aside except for, for preparing for this time of trial. I have known people of sound judgment who have basement walls lined with freeze-dried food, proof against disaster. Let's call it the bomb shelter syndrome. The thing I wish to emphasize is that these thoughts do harm to the innocent future. They take present energy away from the immediate happenings of the day, and sap it with chronic fear and fear-based planning. Disasters do occur indubitably, and when they do come, we can hope simply to meet them with some grace. In that day, 
it will be the people who have learned to live from a loving heart that will be able to help the most, not the people who have barricaded themselves into a mindset based on fear. So, <clears throat> I agree with her completely, but um, I think that uh, she's looking at the most distorted uh, portion of the conspiracy prophecy alternative news community. Yes, no doubt. Um, there are people in, there are UFO researchers and people in general who are fascinated only with conspiracy and um, only with um, prophecy of uh, global disaster that is uh, soon to come. And indeed, every year, there are people claiming that it's just three months away. It's just uh, Jade Helm. It's just, uh, you know, Hale Bob. It's just uh, 2000, you know, Y2K. It's just Mayan calendar. And it's just six months away, three months away. That's true. There are people who are, there, there's a portion of the community that's always upset, expecting and claiming uh, dates in the near future for disaster. And they're always wrong. Nearly always. And disasters do happen. <laughs> and if you don't have food and water and this and that and guns and uh, loving family and some community and a mindset, then not only will you not be able to take care of yourself, but you won't be able to help others. So she says, uh, when they come disasters, we can hope simply and meet them with some grace. Um, not only, we can also be prepared. So there's nothing wrong with preparation. But <clears throat> if we're in a mindset based on fear, that's a problem. It's possible, of course, um, to do planning that's not fear-based. <laughs> it's possible to prepare for troubled times um, without chronic fear, of course. And it's possible um, to not have a bomb shelter syndrome and um, panic at imminent disaster, but uh, prepare wisely and calmly and carefully, uh, and then <laughs> that person will be able to ride out any kind of trouble uh, and be able to help more, somehow. So. It's, it's, in a way, she's sort of exaggerated or focused only on the exaggerated distortion wing. But it is certainly true that there's essential information and there's transit information. There are issues of the day or historical curiosity, like, uh, you know, the gods of Eden and the ancient astronauts. That's uh, historical curiosity type transit information and uh, the whole group of those folks that talk about those things. And um, how much is true, how much not? Who can say? I don't think they even know. Um, and there's both value to know what they're saying and value to know that it's transient and that it's uh, some of it or most of it is unknowable and to be aware of inconsistencies or illogical aspects of, of the presentation and that which doesn't make sense. Uh, and question it, uh, and know what essential information is, principles of soul evolution, principles of cosmic plan, soul evolution, the nature of spiritual transformation. It's important to know the difference between what's essential and what's transient, what is um, primary, what's secondary, what's really important and what's less important. 
and what may be partially true uh, and partially false and significantly unknowable and ultimately inessential, not essential. It may be important, but not essential. Right? The essential is what you'll take with you. And you'll take your mind. And certainly if the mind is stuck in fear uh, and attached to body survival, uh, one will forget about you know, the higher eternal development of love, wisdom, and awareness of unity, which is the basis of service to other. So it's a very... It's a careful, uh, you know, it, there's caref- care needed in evaluating information, not only as to veracity or truthfulness, but also significance, what is essential, what is not. And it's, very interest- it, it's also possible to de- derive deeper principles from a careful reading of transient information. So everybody's on their own, but it's... Um, it's important to consider many things, but to have a big view. And that is um, understanding the transitory in light of the eternal. Understanding the transitory in light in the light of the eternal. So then we'll start the Ra session proper, 65-0, in a, a little bit of bracket, I am Ra, I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator we communicate now. And Don's first question is, could you first please give us an indication of the instrument's condition and the level of vital and physical energies? Ross said, this instrument's vital energies are as previously stated. The physical energies are greatly distorted towards weakness at this space-time due to the distortion complexes symptomatic of that which you call the arthritic condition. The level of psychic attack is constant, but is being dealt with by this instrument in such a way as to eliminate serious difficulties due to its fidelity and that of the support group. So this is uh, in some ways continuance of what what her condition in the previous session. Vital energies um, restored, strong enough. Physical energies greatly distorted or weakened um, in association with arthritis. Uh, Constant psychic attack. And so, you know, she was under constant psychic attack and in continual pain. And um, physical weakness continued. So, um, you know, she paid a lot um, for this contact. And, um, you know, we all owe her a debt of gratitude. Uh, And Jim and Don, of course, too. And so uh, this is the real deal. And um, if you want to bring something great to this world, being that there's so much negativity in this world, um, one will pay a price uh, and suffer a bit. And that's just the way it goes. 65.2, Don says, I may be recovering a little ground already covered in previous questioning today, but I'm trying to get a more clear picture of some things that I don't understand and possibly develop a plan of my own for activity in the future. I have the impression that in the near future, the seeking will increase by many who now are incarnate in the physical on this planet. Their seeking will increase because they will become more aware of the creation as it is opposed, I might say, to the creation of man. 
their orientation and their thinking will be, by catalyst of a unique nature, be reoriented to thinking of the more basic concepts, shall I say, is this correct? So, wondering about the future, the near future seeking, spiritual seeking of humanity, he considered would increase uh, because of greater awareness of, of creation as it is, or reality, or multidimensionality, um, or spiritual principles. More aware of that universal creation uh, than the creation of man. And that's really the difference between um, the essential, the eternal, and the principles versus the transient, the secondary, the inessential, although it may be interesting or sometimes important, uh, creation of man. The creation of God versus the creation of man. The world, mm, the principles of reality versus the artifacts of humanity. It's, it's important to know both, but there is a one and there is a two, and people have to be clear about that. But, you know, <laughs> being practical and grounded uh, is important. So, he's expecting that their orientation, which means spiritual orientation, positive and negative, and thinking by acceptance or experience of unique catalyst would be reoriented. The thinking would go towards the uh, essential, more basic concepts or the essential. Is it so? Ra said, 65.3 or 2 here, the generalities of expression can never be completely correct. However, we may note that when faced with a hole in the curtain, an entity's eyes may, may well peer for the first time through the window beyond. This tendency is probable, given the possibility probability vortices active within, within your space-time and time-space continua at this nexus. So, uh, generalizations are never completely correct, but the UFO phenomenon and the Earth changes uh, process and this time which is an age of revelation, the age of apocalypse, the time of apocalypse, which is from the human level an age of universal deceit, George Orwell said, uh, the time of apocalypse or the revealing a time of Armageddon, end times with Earth changes, but uh, Armageddon as um, a real battle, a real conflict, oppositionism, opposition uh, between good and evil, positive, negative, uh, love, unity, truth, uh, or control, separation, uh, and deception. Yes, indeed, we have um, both options um, most available um, by force of, of, of historical circumstance, meaning lots and more information uh, available, is it true or not? Lots more opportunity for good and evil, or being goodly, or being selfish, which way do you want to go? Uh, intensification of catalyst, the days shall be shortened, the days are shortened already, how quickly they go by. Um, intensification of polarity on both sides. The good becoming better and the evil getting worse. Right? World government. Uh, you know, genocide. Um, supremacism. M massive deception. <laughs> and uh, opportunity for greater love, peace, understanding um, with the fourth density energy field than ever before. 
So all of this, in a sense, not only the UFO phenomenon, represents a hole in the curtain, which means an opportunity to see beyond the illusion of limits. Another phrase of Ra's. A hole in the curtain is basically awareness of metaphysical reality or interdimensional reality. Uh, awareness beyond uh, the curtained box of space-time. Seeing into uh, the invisible. Peering beyond the visible by uh, clairvoyance, but also by intuition, but also by paranormal experience, but also ultimately by seeking to know uh, the, the big picture. This is what's happening today. And so, yes, the end times overall represents a hole in the curtain and an opportunity to see for the first time or see greater through the window beyond. Beyond means to universal principle, space-time, astral plane, principles of karma, reincarnation, uh, the nature of evil, the nature of good, and the unity of all. So that's probable, <laughs> Ra said. Uh, given prob possibility, probability vortices, meaning likely um, likely uh, physical manifest lines, lines, uh, probability lines of likely manifestation in 3D space-time, through space-time and time-space, through space and time. So yes, more people are waking up or seeing beyond or expanding view or heightening consciousness, uh, and uh, more people are also more stuck. 65.3. Don says, I have assumed that the reason that so many wanderers and those harvested third-density entities who have been transferred here, meaning the 4D double-bodied wanderers, so many wanderers and those harvested third-density entities who have been transferred here find it a privilege and an exceptionally beneficial time to be incarnate upon this planet is that the effect that I just spoke of gives them the opportunity to be more fully of service because of the increase seeking. Is this in general correct? So we're asking about wanderers and the 4D double-bodied harvested already from other planets, generally, who are here. Um, why do they find it a privilege or an opportune, opportune situation in which to incarnate? Is it because of the increased seeking of humanity that provides an opportunity to be of more service? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and Don Ra explains this is the intention which wanderers had prior to incarnation. There are many wanderers whose dysfunction with regard to the planetary ways of your peoples have caused, to some extent, a condition of being caught up in a configuration of mind-complex activity which, to the corresponding extent, may prohibit the intended service. And so uh, Don was asking about wanderer's intention prior to incarnation for incarnation associated with the uh, increased spiritual seeking of humanity at these end times giving them the wanderers greater opportunity to be of service because of the greater seeking greater calling means greater opportunity for response to the calling Yen Ra says yes indeed that is the intentions the wanderers had prior to incarnating but Rod jumps quickly, right away, to the many wanderers who have become dysfunctional in mind. 
caught up in a mind complex activity or mind complex mind configuration, ways of thinking and feeling and mental condition, which prohibits their intended service because um, they become dysfunctional with regard to adjustment. They have metaphysical adjustment disorder. That's a typical uh, psychiatric diagnosis called adjustment disorder. So the wanderers have a existential metaphysical adjustment disorder and may be very uh, psychologically unwell. Yeah, absolutely. That doesn't mean they're not wanderers. <laughs> the existence of psychological dysfunction does not uh, eliminate the possibility of a metaphysical truth. Psychology is real, or at least it appears to be, and metaphysics is too. And so there are people who say that they are the commander of uh, 50 starships, and I think they're deluded, but they still may be a wanderer. And there are other people who are clearly a wanderer um, that don't know it at all. <laughs> they're completely, they may even think that wander is a bullshit idea. Oh, that's bullshit. You think you're so special. Oh, I don't want to hear people bragging. <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't want to hear people bragging also. But even the person who's bragging may still be a wanderer. And the person who's cool about it may be mistaken. Maybe they're not. They think they are, they're not. So just because somebody's distorted in mind doesn't change uh, the existential metaphysical reality of their condition, which we ought to discover. So there's a lot of specious reasoning, uh, spurious uh, logic. Be careful of uh, foolish people online. Please, please. But yes, indeed, of course. There are many wanderers um, who have become dysfunctional, self-hating, self-punishing, masochistic, uh, self-blaming, um, depressed, discouraged, hopeless, feeling weak, feeling uh, resigned to failure or lack of um, lack of opportunity in their life, you know, envisioning a dark future. This is all dysfunction, unnecessary. But yeah, it's a hard world. Humanity is really quite screwed up. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, this is the darkest time and the lightest ever. This is the, the dawn um, of a new age. Yeah, really. And um, um, this is um, the darkest before the dawn um, of the fourth density cycle. Yeah. And so it's not surprising that people are very upset. And wanderers have a, a essential metaphysical difference in beingness from 98% of everyone else here. Yeah, that's really true. And uh, just because it cannot be proven, obviously, doesn't mean it's not true. So be careful about liars, be careful of fools, be careful of shills, be careful of covert government agents, be careful of military types who are spokes, self-appointed spokesmen for, um, for the monastery, for the confederation. You know? The military do not speak for the ashram. And so be careful. But yes, indeed, wanderers have a lot of trouble. <laughs> and and that doesn't actually mean that they're not wanderers. They may be, they may not be. Got to figure it out. But there certainly are wanderers who, many, um, who are unable to be of any significant service to humanity and Earth because we are, um, we can't adjust to all the negativity and darkness, deception, competitiveness, warfare, suffering, pain, <clears throat> ignorance of earth humanity 
um, all the dysfunctions of humanity. Um, we cannot plumb the depths of the distortions which infect your peoples, said Ra. And so there are many wanderers who have become uh, infected mentally, <laughs> or at least um, distorted. And we all are somewhat, and uh, you know everybody else has their own. <clears throat> so uh, it's very important to um, for healers to heal thyself. <laughs> Healer, heal thyself. Uh, and helper, help thyself. And then you can um, be in a better position to help others. <clears throat> but it's it's certainly critical um, to develop wisdom, not only love. Because love, without much wisdom, leaves us unaware of how to help ourselves. Uh, because we haven't confronted the nature of the problem. The problem is inner and outer. The problem is um, the nature of human society and collective consciousness. And our own... Um, inability to truly love and balance within to make peace with what can't be changed and change what can be um, and hold close to the the principles of our own of our own being if that's not done we will be caught up in the maelstrom or um, at a, um, in a in a psychological distress that goes on for a long time here incarnate 654 Don said, I notice that you are speaking more slowly than usual. Is there a reason for this? And Ra said, This instrument is somewhat weak, and although strong in vital energy, and well able to function at this time, is somewhat more fragile than the usual condition we find. <clears throat> we may note a continuing bearing of the physical distortion called pain, which has a weakening effect upon physical energy. In order to use the considerable store of available energy without harming the instrument, we are attempting to channel even more narrow band than is our want. So, excuse <clears throat> me. I'm fine, but this oh, this is a hard talking because um, I've got to um, keep talking <laughs> straight for an hour and um, uh, harmonize with Don's mind and Ra's and my own. So, Carla. Oh, somewhat weak physically, although strong vitally, although Ill, well able to function, um, was considered more fragile than normal, although she had, there was a certain fragility for the whole uh, span of the contact. Because of that, Ra's basically talking about the long-term weakening effect uh, of pain. So she was in chronic pain. And anyone in chronic physical pain has um, uh, is is suffering from um, a a continuous weakening influence. The pain, chronic pain, represents a continuous stressor to the body <clears throat> and mind, and and has prolonged long-term weakening effects upon physical energy or strength in body. Uh, and that's very, it's draining, it's wearing, and um, it's, it's something that, that's, you know, pain alleviation is very important. So, but the same thing with physical, with psychological. And so, to the extent that we're carrying old pain in mind, um, deep grief, un, ungrieved, um, deep rage, anger, unallowed, 
when allowed to be felt. Um, old uh, trauma that we are continually avoidant of facing and feeling. Um, there is a continual weakening of mind and body also from that, from chronic mental pain of um, deep anger, resentment, unvented, deep grief, sorrow, um, um, that, that ultimately the person doesn't want to fall into but has been stoppered up and the long-term effects of uh, trauma, physical, emotional, any kind of trauma from the past, um, where the person uh, just doesn't want to go there, but is always held back by it, actually. So if you don't want to go there, you'll never leave it. And if you don't face it, it cannot be released. And so... Um, surrendering to what is is the way of transformation and distortions want to leave but if we've uh, stoppered them up or tamped them down or buried them <clears throat> buried the volatile body-mind experience that would come from opening to what we're carrying uh, if we don't do that there's continual draining of, bo of body, mind, energetics too. So in this case, it was just physical, and Ra's channeling was uh, through Carla was even slower than normal. Don sixty five five says thank you, and says now have I properly analyzed the condition that creates the possibility of greater service as follows? Now have I? I mean, he's, he's he has, and he's looking at the for some reason there's a number one here one. Seniority by vibration of incarnation has greatly polarized those upon the surface now, and we can say too, the influx of wanderers has greatly increased the mental configuration, I might say, toward things of a more spiritual nature. This, I would assume, would be one of the factors creating a better atmosphere for service. Is it correct? Ross says that's correct. This is actually an interesting question. I won't spend so much time in commentary, but it is interesting. It basically is um, one, one version of a big view because we're in the end times of the third density cycle on this planet by logoic decision and higher self cooperation. Those that are incarnated here uh, are here by seniority of vibration. Seniority in the um, in preferential order or preferential position for incarnation by seniority of vibration, meaning by the ability to make, make use of the late third density vibratory matrix and perhaps become harvestable or graduate or get out of this dimension and ascend <clears throat> or be qualified to um, you know, enter the fourth density cycle on Earth. Uh, that is a significant determinant of who's incarnate here in the 98%. Then in the 2% of wanderers, um, we have um, a greater influx today than ever before. Yes, I think so. Probably the percentage globally is higher than ever before, but it's probably not more than 2%. And uh, because of a somewhat greater 
influx of wanderers. Not much, I think, but it's <laughs> you can say a little bit more. And the um, the uh, relative <laughs> seniority of consciousness development or vibration of the incarnate <clears throat> mix, the mix of incarnate Earth humanity today, being near harvest or harvestability, um, leads to more opportunities for seeking and service. Yes, indeed. Um, but it is also an interesting point that's, I'm sure, not not too easy, it's a little subtle here, that um, the increased spirituality of society, there is a New Age movement, there was not 50 years ago. Uh, there were Space Brothers movements in the 1940s and 50s, yeah, 70, 60 years ago, but nothing like the New Age thing, seen, which has, you know, everywhere <laughs> uh, opportunities for people to look at uh, pictures of UFOs and channeling, good and bad, and uh, people making all sorts of claims and all sorts of teachings, and Buddhism and Hinduism, yoga traditions, and uh, martial arts and things, all from Asian cultures, Eastern cultures, uh, are easily, readily available throughout all the Western nations, more or less. Uh, the 60s, you know, movement, the, the 60s hippie, peace, love, flower, and all that, um, was very much driven by wanderers or an increased incarnative, um, increased um, number and um, activity of wanderers incarnate here, I'm sure. Not, none of it's provable. <laughs> and there were lots of problems with all those things, too. Okay. Uh, but yes, it seems to me that the increased spiritual activity of humanity uh, is a result of um, being here in the end times with the, uh, a much stronger um, influence of fourth density energy, f green ray, fourth chakra, energetics, stronger influentially than ever before. And more people than ever before are thereby sensing soul, the the membrane, the barrier, the veil in mind, has never been thinner than it is today. Uh, it's a great time for doing um, spiritual practice. It's a great time for finding excellent teaching and learning it deeply, and finding a spiritual practice that works for you, and throwing yourself into it in balance. So. Um, this is a special time. 65.6, um, a very important exchange. Uh, Don says, Would the coming changes as we progress into fourth density, I'm speaking of changes not only in the physical third density planet due to the heating effect, but also the changes that are heralding fourth density vibrations, such as the ability of people to perform what we call paranormal activities, would this, I'm assuming, that both of these are also and will act as catalyst to create a greater seeking. Is it correct? So, um, Don is asking about the um, changes associated with our planetary progression into fourth density. Earth changes. Um and various uh, consequences of the increasing fourth density vibratory field and influence, such as the heating, um, not only the heating effect, meaning Earth changes, 
but also um, you know paranormal activity on the increase right you can look on YouTube uh, and see you know vast number of paranormal related videos some are a hoax and many are not some show physical phenomena that people think are par is paranormal but it is just physical it's nothing really unusual some are deliberate lies and hoax and some are yes indeed <laughs> um, intrusions through the hole in the curtain um, precipitation manifestation in space-time from time-space phenomena and reality uh, via the hole in the curtain the thinned the, the veil thinning yes indeed and none of it's provable and you got to know it figure it out by yourself so Don is wondering particularly um, abil ability of people to perform paranormal activities like <laughs> what channeling or bending metal um, this too is catalyst to create or influence for greater seeking is it so yeah it's basically so Ross says this is partially correct the paranormal events occurring are not designed to increase seeking but are manifestations of those whose vibratory configuration enables these entities to contact the gateway to intelligent infinity these entities capable of paranormal service may determine to be of such service on a conscious level this however is a function of the entity at its free will and not the paranormal ability meaning <laughs> if they choose to be of service that's their free will decision it's a function of their mind and their choice their preference not the ability itself the correct portion of your statements is the greater opportunity for service due to the many changes which will offer many challenges difficulties and seeming distress within your illusion to many who will then seek to understand if we may use this misnomer the reason for the malfunctioning of the physical rhythms of their planet moreover there exist probability possibility vortices which spiral towards your bellicose actions many of these vortices are not of the nuclear war but of the less annihilatory but more lengthy so-called conventional war this situation if formed in your illusion would offer many opportunities for seeking and for service so the first statement is that um, the paranormal event or paranormal ability that some people demonstrate is um, basically the result of their uh, seven-ray vibratory configuration meaning their development their spiritual development which is such as to allow them to contact the gateway to intelligent infinity gateway to intelligent infinity is sixth chakra bridging to seventh chakra seventh chakra going out of the octave to intelligent infinity associated with the logos solar logos sub logos um, intelligent infinity as the source of intelligent energy accessed by six chakra in relation to seven that's called the light in the head the basis of the halo and you know the radiance that really uh, sanctified beings uh, do uh, share <laughs> that's the light in the head that's the radiance of love light uh, and um, that's called uh, radiant service uh, and that intelligent energy access six chakra 
can also be the basis of paranormal activity. But the paranormal activity or um, demonstration doesn't create seeking. And there are people with those abilities who use them for uh, fame and fortune. No service to other intention at all. Uh, selfish motivation. So, um, seeking is uh, born of the seeker, not of the catalyst. Meaning, the outer field of other people and what they do um, is the catalyst or the the environment. But the ability to seek, the desire to seek, uh, arises uh, autonomously within each person. Or it doesn't. Or it does to a certain degree for everyone. And so everyone here has a different level or degree of, of seeking, too. And those that seek more um, probably are those that we can uh, share more with and talk more with. And those who seek less are generally those with whom we have less to say. Because they don't have much to say. Um, they don't want to see through a hole in the curtain. They're okay in the curtained realm of 3D space-time. The creation of man is sufficient for them. But for others, uh, their seeking uh, is greater, and they seek to know the creation of, uh, of, of the Logos, the creation as it is, beyond, um, beyond and including and beyond the human. And what, Ra, what was correct or more correct in Don's statement, according to Ra, is that, yes, indeed, um, the many changes, meaning Earth changes, the heating effect means the venting of thermal energy from the Earth. Earth changes, yes, indeed, offering many challenges, difficulties, distress, seeming distress, certainly <laughs> apparent distress and experienced distress, but it's as real as your mind, so it's not quite seeming, but it surely is um, impermanent, transitory, but it's quite vivid and strong for people who are facing, you know, earth changes or any kind of pain in life. But yes, earth changes are making many challenges and difficulties uh, and lead many more to understand what's going on here. Hmm, why are there sinkholes appearing all over the world? Why are there fireballs? Why uh, is there, you know, increased volcanism? Volcano eruptions, earthquakes, bird deaths, fish deaths, animal deaths, crazy behavior, uh, you know, very bizarre cloud formations, uh, all sorts of things. Yes, indeed, these are the end times. And um, many then are seeking, many more are seeking to understand, yeah, and that gives more opportunity for wanderer service. But uh, we ought to be able to gauge and assess people's um, true um, level of seeking and not bother people or burden people with um, that which they're not seeking. Uh, and what's happening here, as Ra, Ra calls it, the malfunctioning, malfunctioning of the physical rhythms of the planet. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. And this is all associated with the Earth preparing itself, um, you know, for the fourth density energy condition. The... Uh, the divine, uh, the divine wedding, <laughs> all sorts of cutesy mythological um, ways of talking about it, but the Earth is activating its fourth density energy field more fully, stabilizing it. That uh, resonates with green ray, fourth ray. That's why the New Age movement and all spirituality is basically, primarily, um, teaching people how to love. <laughs> Nobody seems to know that here, but 
um, that's the first order of the day, is um, to learn the ways of love. That's the purpose of their density, indeed. But, uh, yes, we have an increased malfunctioning of the rhythms of planet Earth. And now, we also have possibility, probability, vortices. However, this is 1981, and now, 35 years later, is it more, is it less? <laughs> some ways more, some ways less. Uh, probability of um, long, lengthy, conventional war. The vortices are not of nuclear war. Why? I don't know. But... Um, Ra had said, and we can look down further with this, um, there is definitely a possibility of heavy planetary warfare. Guerrilla warfare, conventional warfare, lengthy. I think that things are different because the um, Soviet Union collapsed and become Russia, and Putin is uh, absolutely not a warmonger, even though the uh, controlled American military NATO is trying to push his red lines and cut through red lines as much as they can. But uh, they really are provoking World War III or something like that, it seems to me. But there would be possibility of war that also would offer many opportunities for seeking and service. So seeking and service go together. And unfortunately, trouble, um, crisis, um, offers or creates conditions in which there's greater seeking to understand um, what's happening and uh, for help. Therefore, also opportunities for service. Don uh, exactly targets the issue and says, how would conventional warfare offer the opportunities for seeking and service? Ross said, the possibility, probabilities exist for situations in which great portions of your continent, America, North America, and your globe in general, might be involved in the type of warfare which you might liken to guerrilla warfare. The ideal of freedom from the so-called invading force of either the controlled fascism or the equally controlled social common ownership of all things, communism, would stimulate great quantities of contemplation upon the great polarization implicit in the contrast between freedom and control. In this scenario, which is being considered at this space-time, time-space nexus, the idea of obliterating valuable sites and personnel would not be considered an useful one. Other weapons would be used which do not destroy as your nuclear arms would. In this ongoing struggle, the light of freedom would burn within the mind-body-spirit complexes capable of such polarization. Lacking the opportunity for overt expression of the love of freedom, the seeking for inner knowledge would take root aided by those of the brothers and sisters of sorrow, wanderers, which remember their calling upon this sphere. Now, the view from Ra, late sixth density, 1981, was then that there were uh, possibilities. They didn't say great probability. They just said possibility exists. They didn't say probability, possibility. They said possibility, probability. Now, First, in 65-6, they said probability, possibility, which means more probable. In 65-7, they said possibility, probability. These things really do make a difference because the first of the uh, paired polarity terms um, usually has the emphasis or is intended uh, for emphasis, is uh, prioritized or written first for emphasis. 
So, <laughs> whatever, it doesn't really matter because we'll just face the future as it is. But um, it's not that this is probable, but it is possible that uh, great portions of North America and the globe in general may experience guerrilla warfare. Well, if there's a civil war in America, or if there's gun confiscation, or if elections are stolen again, or if uh, the wind-up toy left-wing um, anarchists, or not really anarchists, they're really communist uh, foot soldiers, are turned against what? Patriots, uh, gangs, and you know, the Latino gang, and the Mexican the gang, and the black gang, and the white nationalist gang, and all the different gangs gang up on each other and, uh, you know, bring out their weapons. Um, you may have guerrilla warfare. But Ra was also talking about invasion from Russians. <laughs> I don't think that's as likely now, but, 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 who can say? And I don't want to get into this so long, because, um, you know, to talk extensively about what may never happen um, may uh, be kind of a waste of time, at least for me, uh, after I've talked about these things for many years. But Ra's talking about the ideal of freedom from so-called invading force. So controlled fascism is, um, you know, like what, Hitler or Mussolini or, um, you know, Axis Japan. And then equally controlled social common ownership of all things, which is called communism, which is another form of fascism. It's basically communal fascism. Uh, both are forms of totalitarianism. And so Ra was, Ra was really talking about the possibility of an East-West war. And not using nuclear weapons, but um, electromagnetics, uh, psychotronics, nuclear, uh, neutron beam warfare, neutron bombs, which uh, only kill the people, but don't obliterate valuable sites. Um, so, um, it's um, hard to say <laughs> what's going to happen, of course and uh, we'll just have to see. But um, the primary metaphysics here is the, polar, the great polarization implicit in the contrast between freedom and control. So warfare as a manifestation of the service-to-self tendency of control. Totalitarianism, the rise of totalitarianism or a warfare situation as a um, very difficult, harsh catalyst um, that presents to humanity the nature of um, the, the, the controlling instinct of service self or negatively oriented beings and, and groups, right? Those that wish to rule the world, uh, trying to snuff out the light of freedom versus those that seek freedom, which is called like 98% of the world. Um, basically, uh, this light of freedom or the longing for freedom, uh, being catalyzed or being strengthened by the very experience of warfare or invasion. And so, <clears throat> Ra's saying, other weapons which don't destroy as nuclear arms would, would be used. And that's what I mentioned before, and Ra talked about that somewhat in session 8 also. Um, but in such a um, civilizational crisis of guerrilla warfare globally 
which certainly is primed for happening in Europe with the immigration that has been um, brought in by the leadership of the EU. And same that's happening in America also, to a lesser extent. And the massive polarization between um, different political groups in Europe and America. Um, the um, internecine, internecine warfare or people defeat people and groups against groups fighting ground level that's another possibility but uh, all of this is associated with um, diminished opportunity for overt expression of love of freedom and so it's humanity's catalyst uh, to clarify again or to, re to clarify more than it has been able to um, its desire and commitment to freedom which humanity obviously is a bit ambivalent about because they keep going off to war and um, uh, electing a deceptive wicked leadership so then in such a situation seeking for inner knowledge meaning uh, spiritual seeking of everyone would increase and possibly take root aided by wanderers brothers and sisters of sorrow uh, who've remembered their calling on the sphere. And here we get to 65.8. This may be <laughs> close to the end of today's reading. Um, although this is all transient, I know I've spent a lot of time, but it is certainly uh, timely to conditions in the world today. 65.8, Don asked, Are you saying then that this possible condition of war would be much more greatly spread across the surface of the globe than anything we've experienced in the past, and therefore touch a larger percentage of the population in this form of catalyst. That's really not what Rob was saying, but um, it is an interesting question. Uh, how widely spread would such people-to-people, um, group-to-group, um, guerrilla warfare type activity go? How widely spread would it be? Rob said this is correct, meaning, yeah, what they're envisioning would be a much more greatly spread um, warfare, guerrilla warfare, invading, fighting, fighting, with um, non-nuclear weapons in a lengthy, protracted situation, uh, quite widespread. And Ra goes on, there are those now experimenting with one of the major weapons of this scenario, that is the so-called psychotronic group of devices which are being experimentally used to cause such alterations in wind and weather as will result in eventual famine. If this program is not countered and proves experimentally satisfactory, the methods in this scenario would be made public. There would then be those whom you call Russians uh, hope to be a bloodless... There would then be what those whom you call Russians hope to be a bloodless invasion of their personnel in this and every land deemed valuable. However, the peoples of your culture have little propensity for bloodless surrender. Mm. Now, this has nothing to do with um, doom and gloom bunker mentality that Carla was talking about in Book 5 commentary at the beginning of the session. Mm. But um, this is a <laughs> real possibility. This is why L&L uh, &L got on the list, and me too, because the insiders know that this is true. 
<laughs> the guys who really know, who never speak, who are listening right now. Hello. Hello. <laughs> how's how's your Australian uh, burgers? They, uh, <laughs> they know this is true. Just like all of Session 8, which was heavily, um, heavily controversial. They know it's true. So they know this is the real deal. And what is it? Well, we're all talking about psychotronic weapons. Um, electromagnetic pulse, a harp, um, the um, Valentine uh, SIM card mind control descent into barbarity of the Kingsman movie. Yeah, that's psychotronic too. Uh, cell towers, Gwen towers, uh, nanotechnology in vaccines, uh, chemtrails, uh, laser ba uh, space satellite based uh, psychotronics, all that stuff really is going on. And then of course, uh, weather weapon, weather control, right? Silent weapons for quiet wars, quiet weapons for silent wars. Yeah, that's real. That's very real. This is 1981. We're not talking about this. There was no internet in 1981, at least publicly. And nobody was talking about this. Almost no one. And so they're sort of saying that, uh, that the Russians would use this and then they would hope for a bloodless invasion of their personnel in America and every land deemed valuable. I really don't think that Putin wants to invade the United States, frankly. I think that he would rather be left alone. And um, I don't think that they want to invade Europe. Because it's a big trouble. For what? What do they want? The Eiffel Tower? So, I mean, I don't know anything. But it doesn't seem to me that um, Russia looks for bloodless invasion. But, you know, <laughs> some people say the KGB uh, never went away. And uh, Gorbachev did a head fake. And, um, you know, Putin is a tool of the New World Order or something like that. I really don't think so, frankly. I mean, I really think he's a good man, actually. I mean, I've seen him with animals. And evil people can't do that. Evil people cannot have um, the positive association to animals that he seems to have. So, uh, yet, yes indeed. There is psychotronic weaponry in play now, and um, we just don't know where all this is going to go. So, I mean, I've spent decades looking about this stuff. I mean, I was involved reading this stuff in the 80s. You know, nearly 30 years I've been, uh, you know, uh, tilling the soil here. Um, and, you know, we still don't know. And, okay, live your life today, um, but don't be a dupe. But don't be uh, a conspiracy um, addict. And don't believe liars. Please, don't believe liars. So, um, <laughs> we will see. 65.9, let me just see here. Um, yeah, this will be the last one for today. I know it's getting late. Um, anybody who needs to go, please go. Glad you're here. 65.9. Uh, a bit about Casey and prophecy. And this will be the last for today's reading. Don asks, We would seem to have dual catalysts operating. And the question is, which one is going to act first? The prophecies, I'll call them, made by Edgar Casey, indicated many earth changes, 
and I'm wondering about the mechanics of describing what we call the future. Rod has been stated as not part of time, and yet we concern ourselves with probability-possibility vortices. It is very difficult for me to understand how the mechanism of prophecy operates and how a dot 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 what is the value of such a prophecy such as Casey made with respect to earth changes with respect to all these scenarios. Let me just put myself on record here to say that Casey also predicted the light of the the hope of the world, the light of hope for the world will come out of Russia. Not communism, but you know, that each man may live for each other and freedom, freedom. There is a quote. Just go to Google Casey Russia prediction. The light of the world comes out of Russia. Not communism. He also said <laughs> that um, with whom will that Russia make an alliance? Well, with those who on their currency have the seal in God we trust. Ooh, America. That that enlightened um, positive force Russia would make alliance with America? Not now. Maybe in the future. Maybe next year. And Mr. Casey also said uh, as far as I know, check it out for yourself, that China would become the cradle of Christianity. Oh my God, really? Godless communism will become the cradle of Christianity? Well, he said it will be in the far future. That's what he said that are more important than Earth Changes predictions in my little book. Russia, the light of the world for freedom, making an alliance eventually with the U.S., and China being a cradle of democracy or cradle of Christianity. I believe, I don't know if they said democracy, but they said he said Christianity. <laughs> really? Well, let's see. But the question is a little more philosophical, like Ra's out of time, and we're looking at probability, possibility, vortices in time. Um, how can that happen? And what about Casey's prophecy and prophecy in general? And what about Earth changes... Um, and the nature of prophecy, uh, how important is it, or how does it occur? Ra's answer, and I'll read all three and then do a commentary, and then we'll close for today. Ra said, Consider the shopper entering the store to purchase food with which to furnish the table for the time period you call a week. Some stores have some items, others a variant set of offerings. We speak of these possibility-probability vortices when asked with the understanding that such are as a can, jar, or portion of goods in your store. It is unknown to us, as we scan your time-space, whether your peoples will shop hither or yon. We can only name some of the items available for the choosing. The, shall we say, record, which the one you call Edgar read from, is useful in that same manner. There is less knowledge in this material of other possibility-probability vortices, and more attention paid to the strongest vortex, meaning in the casing material. We see the same vortex, but also see many others. That's the difference between Casey's level reading Akashic Record and Raw. Edgar's material could be likened unto 100 boxes of your cold cereal. Another vortex likened unto three or six, or fifty of another product which is eaten by your peoples for breakfast. That you will breakfast is close to certain. The menu is your own choosing.
the value of prophecy must be realized to be only that of expressing possibilities. Moreover, it must be, in our humble opinion, carefully taken into consideration that any time-space viewing, whether by one of your time-space or by one such as we, who view the time-space from a dimension, shall we say, exterior to it, will have a quite difficult time expressing time measurement values. Thus, prophecy is prophecy given in specific terms is more interesting for the content or type of possibility predicted than for the space-time nexus of its supposed occurrence. How's that for a convoluted languaging? So, um, in looking at the future, as Casey did with the Akashic Record, or Ra does from their position outside time-space in late sixth density, um, they're speaking of possibilities. Possibility or probability, less likely or more likely, uh, lines of manifestation, vortices. Like different items of food to shop for in a store, there are different um, possible lines or different lines of possible futures. They don't know whether people will choose this or that. They know what the choices are. They know what's most likely and what's less likely. They know what is 97, you know, where there are 97 boxes and when there are two and where's of which, of which there is one. So they may say <clears throat> it's um, what, they, what they gave in terms of, uh, you know, Russian bloodless invasion and psychotronic deployment, psychotronic weaponry deployment <clears throat> was from their perspective the most likely uh, of the options, but not the only one. And in Casey's sense, Ross said that he um, he had less knowledge of other vortices or the many options and paid more attention to the strongest, which were certain earth changes, which were wrong, by the way. His earth change dating is wrong. Nebraska may become a coastline, but not right yet. And his dating is wrong. But he was uh, spot on with Russia, as far as I can tell. So, um, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, that humanity will choose, we know. What humanity will choose, Ra even doesn't know. Just like the angels don't know the timing of dimensional shift. None shall know the hour. No man shall know the hour of the uh, clarion trumpet sounding and um, the uh, you know return of um, the Christ principle or dimensional shift. Uh, Ra was saying that what Casey said was, you know, the strongest from his view in the 30s or 40s. But it's already wrong in terms of it'll, you know, uh, California falling into the sea or Japan by a certain date. The dating is wrong. But any, what, anything he said certainly can happen. But the dating is already proven wrong in many cases. But <laughs> Ra's saying that the prophecy, when it's given in uh, specific terms... Um, will have difficulty in expressing time measurement values, meaning the dating of prophecy is usually wrong. Period. The dating of prophecy is usually wrong. Don't forget it. You can disagree, but it seems to me <laughs> almost everybody who's predicting almost everything is wrong in their dating. But what they're saying may to happen um, surely seems to be happening in many cases. And so that's why Ross says... Um, What's more interesting with prophecy or more useful for consideration is the content or type 
of what's being expected, rather than the dating or its space-time nexus of supposed occurrence. Uh, and so prophecy is that of expressing probabilities or possibilities. Um, but it's really difficult to date. <laughs> we all know that. That's a really not very deep teaching there. Uh, but you can certainly consider, um, if you wish, how things have changed since the 80s uh, with the fall of the Soviet Union. But today we really do have a kind of um, aggressive Western militarism that uh, has uh, near absolute control of the media um, that really seems to be provoking Russia and China in their own backyard. Right? South China Sea, uh, North Korea, and South Korea, Japan, uh, in China's backyard, and uh, Ukraine, and the Baltic States, and even Turkey in Russia's backyard. And the uh, sponsoring of terrorism by the West uh, does not bode well for the future. But uh, we never know. And um, there is strong love light power in the world today, much more than people think. And there's strong evil much more than people think too. So, <laughs> thus, <laughs> we keep a big view, and um, we, meaning all of us, I hope, uh, and um, take good care of yourself. <laughs> so, uh, don't forget the big view, uh, and don't forget what's essential. So that'll be it for today. Next time, we'll pick up with 6510. Uh, more about harvest and wanders and service and initiation. It's a wonderful session. It's really deep. Um, don't despair. Uh, this too shall pass. Um, all who are here knew what they would be born into, including your children, including those that are very vulnerable. Um, we all knew what we were getting into. Uh, and um, the reason that we're here is because it is so dysfunctional. <laughs> their dysfunction is the reason for our presence sad to say it seems to be in any case um, you know uh, Saturn is there but God is here too don't forget it <laughs> so anyway thank you very much I appreciate this opportunity see you next time and good night <laughs>